G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Some focus today on the idea that Christian believers are called to be salt and light. And that's pretty standard, isn't it, for Christians when we discuss the sort of influence that we're called to bring with a good news message to a world that is lost in sin. But what if the salt and light you bring is in a culture that's hostile to your good news message? Do you just keep quiet? Well, Bill Muhlenberg's been reflecting on the story of Daniel and his friends today. Bill is back with us. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Great to be with you again, Neil. Bill, you've been writing about Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, and in the culture that they found themselves in. Yes, and uh, plenty of uh, lessons for us today. Plenty of similarities, actually. Uh, You know, we all think of the familiar stories, uh, Daniel in the lion's den, or some of the end times bits at the second half of the book. But actually, there's a lot, certainly in the first half, the narrative portion of the book that really uh, can relate to how we're living today as Christians in a strange land. For a while now, I've been saying that uh, the West has really moved from being, for quite a while, a a Christian West to uh, a post-Christian culture. And now I think we can say it's actually, in many ways, become an anti-Christian culture. So very hostile indeed to the things of faith, to the people of God. So obviously Daniel and his friends who were whisked away from Jerusalem, taken to Babylon, a very hostile culture there as well. Uh, Plenty of bits and pieces even in the opening chapters about how we might uh, learn to live in a hostile environment. As you say, we are in a more hostile environment today than perhaps we've ever been in Australian society so far as our Christianity goes. So the lesson here, the alignment, is that while Daniel and his friends found themselves whisked away into exile and put into a strange land, they had to adapt to the circumstances That's something similar to Australians who see the changing culture here becoming anti-Christian. This idea of adapting, this is a message for us, Bill. Yeah, well, there's two sides of it. On the one hand, learning, as you say, to adapt, uh, to fit in where possible, showing respect, you know, for the powers that be... uh, being a a winsome and loving Christian witness, but on the other hand, learning how not to compromise, to uh, cave in when it comes to your faith. So bear in mind, again, the backdrop here, uh, it seems that Daniel and his friends were actually very young, uh, perhaps young teenagers when they were uh, taken away from their beloved Jerusalem. And as we are told in the opening verses of Daniel chapter 1, 
uh, given a three-year crash course in Babylonian culture, ethics, values, worldview. So they really were trained at Babylon University, if you will, to become good Babylonians, to lose and forget about their past Jewish upbringing, their past beliefs, even their worship of uh, the Hebrew God. That was all meant to be uh, uh, really drummed out of them in this hardcore three-year period of, uh, well, indoctrination, uh, propaganda, if you will. But as we read later in the book, uh, in fact, even in chapter one, Daniel and his friends stood strong. They were not brainwashed. They were not driven away from their faith. And uh, they, in the end, did not compromise, even at great cost to themselves. So I think we could find a, a one easy equivalent today, right? Most Western universities are hardcore uh, secular left, hostile to the Christian faith. And we know from plenty of studies that lots of kids, Christian kids, grow up in a Christian home, go off to university, uh, these studies are saying the majority end up losing their faith. Uh, they've been so uh, hard hit by the secular left indoctrination, uh, and they sadly, it seems they weren't properly trained at home in Christian worldview, maybe apologetics, simply sound Christian theology and teaching that when they were bombarded with this uh, secularism at uni, uh, most lose their faith. So thankfully, Daniel and his three friends did not. Even still, as teenagers, they stood strong. They resisted the indoctrination and at times paid a very heavy price when they were forced to compromise. A very different way, isn't it, to think about what happens in exile because we might assume uh, that if you've got your people taken away into exile, they're in some form of slavery. But mm. culturally, uh, the Babylonians sought to just integrate people and absorb them into their own culture. And these three young men, Daniel and his three friends, almost in a privileged position, but the privileged position was going to change their whole identity and who they were under their God. So early on, Daniel decided that he wouldn't be part of that. Yeah, well, it's uh, it was, uh, you know, both sides were looking to exploit the situation. The Babylonians took the best and the brightest of the Jewish exiles who wanted to train them, raise them up in their ways, their values, and use them for the purposes of Babylon. But God wanted to use these young Jewish believers to uh, be salt and light in a dark culture. So that's exactly what happened. The first seven verses of Daniel 1, we read how they're compliant, they're, you know, respectful, submissive, going along with things, but straight away a crisis erupts in verse 8. Uh, the Babylonian king wanted them to eat their fine delicacies, the food and drink. Uh, Daniel, it says in verse 8, resolved in his mind not to defile himself. Now, I've got a feeling this was more than just, you know, food laws and, you know, keeping clean as they ate vegetables and water. I think this is a bigger uh, lesson that they had in mind that they wanted to stay true to God and in any way 
in which the Babylonians were going to defile them and their faith, they would have to say no. So it began early on. Later on, we read, of course, about the command not to pray and then the command to bow down, worship the golden image. In all these three situations, uh, the young Hebrews said, no, we will not compromise. We will not cave in. We will stay true to God, even though there's a huge price to pay in, right? Being thrown in the lion's den, uh, being thrown into a fiery furnace. Wow, those are very big prices to pay indeed. Now, in these cases, thankfully, God was with them and they survived. But of course, as we know from the rest of the Bible and church history, uh, it doesn't always end this way. Sometimes Christians will pay with their lives as they stand strong for Christ. So uh, sometimes they'll get delivered, sometimes they won't. But the lessons here should be perfectly clear for all Christians. We learn to adapt, to live in a hostile culture, but... Uh, really, we're trying to turn the tables. We're trying to be an influence in a pagan culture instead of letting the world around us, uh, you know, conform us, push us into its mold. We should be transforming the pagan culture that we live in. Bill, if we're making some generalized assessment of where you think Aussies might be at in all of this, uh, hearing you reflect on Daniel and that self-sacrifice, even the idea of fasting from all the fine food that he was offered, uh, personal denial uh, according to understanding God and his character and his will and his purpose that we're outliving, how do you think we Aussies are rating here right now? Well, we've kind of talked about these things in the past on a whole range of fronts, right? Could have been the push for a homosexual marriage, uh, you know, the push now for the trans agenda, all kinds of things. And we've talked about many Christians who've actually lost their jobs, been fined, even some thrown into jail for standing strong. But sadly, these would be the minority. These would be, a, if you will, a remnant of true Christians here in Australia who will not give in, who will pay the heaviest of prices to stay true to Christ. But, you know, we were aware that Australia is the, you know, lucky uh, country, the easy come, easy go country, the apathy and so on that can be a hallmark of Australians. Sadly, uh, many Christians uh, tend to fit in the same kind of uh, description where we're too easy to just get along, go with the flow if the state tells us to do this or if the culture demands us to do that. Sadly, too many Christians will just go along. Uh, there, uh, There is some apathy, indifference here, not a strong commitment to stand against what is wrong and to stand for what is right. So we're thankful for these uh, minority of brave Christians who have stood strong. And as we say, some have lost their jobs, some have paid fines and so on. Uh, So they're the real Daniel and his friends comparison. But uh, sadly, too many Aussies, including too many Aussie Christians, haven't been as resolute and is committed to being uh, 
Christ followers first and foremost, regardless of the consequences? Well, for individuals and even for whole church congregations, a crunch may be coming. Uh, So far as Daniel goes, you reflect on the fact that it wasn't a spur-of-the-moment response when it got Mm. to, you know, execution by lion's den or being thrown into a fiery furnace. They'd already determined in their hearts how they would respond when that time came. Yes, absolutely. That's another really solid lesson, spiritual truth, nugget, if you will, to learn from the book of Daniel. They clearly had decided ahead of time how they would uh, respond. It wasn't, you know, oh, I've got this choice to make. I wonder how I should proceed here. They clearly had decided long ago that God would come first, holiness would be their commitment, Uh, they would pay any price. And of course, there's others we think of, right? Joseph, uh, when he was in Egypt, Potiphar's wife, you know, trying to tempt him to give in, Joseph as well had clearly made up his mind, decided well ahead of time, I will stand with God. And if temptation comes, I'm not going to sit around thinking, wondering. Uh, He knew well ahead of time, this is what I would do. I will stand strong. So the same here with Daniel and his friends. And I think Christians today, we're in the same boat. We have to decide now where will we stand? Are we going to wait till crunch time? Are, are we going to wait till the temptation gets too strong or the dictates of the state become way too harsh? Uh, we better decide now. Are we with God or are we going to go with the pagan culture? Are we with Christ or are we going to go with the increasingly secular state? So, yeah, that's one of the great lessons here in Daniel. You say the Babylonians had a certain way of assimilating people and it was like a reprogramming. Do you think there's a reprogramming going on in our Aussie culture today? Oh, no question. We mention universities as being an equivalent, but everywhere, right? Popular culture, the media, uh, much of uh, many of our politicians, whatever area you look in, you see very hostile, very anti-Christian values, beliefs, priorities. So um, whether it's simply dressing like pagans, you know, with increasingly... uh, Immodest dress, that could be just one small example. Uh, The push everywhere in the media and popular culture to have a cavalier view about truth, about life, right? About the sanctity of life, the importance of marriage and family. All these key Christian ideals and beliefs, they're all under attack in Australian culture and Western culture. So it's it's you know it's a it's kind of a constant 24/7 brainwashing if you will. You don't have to go to uni for 4 years. Simply turn on the TV, simply go to the internet, simply look at any modern movie or listen to pop songs. Uh, the whole culture is moving away from God and his values and sadly too many Christians have simply gone with the reigning culture instead of saying, no, I'm not going in that direction. In fact, I'm moving in the opposite direction. I will say no to an ungodly culture and to the secular state, and I will say yes to God regardless of the cost it might mean to me. 
Well, Bill, you draw attention to what is a popular story from the Bible, Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, but in a different culture, the resistance to that reprogramming. You've been writing about that this week and listeners will be able to find the article we're talking about today called Daniel and the Counterculture. You can find that at BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Bill Muhlenberg, always good getting your update insights. Thanks so much for being with us once again today on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.